This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's you apiece. Marcus Smart goes to the rack. Blocked by Drew Holiday. He throws it off Smart. Milwaukee ball. What a play by Drew Holiday. And Horford gives it to Smart. Smart. And he's picked by Holiday. And that's going to do it. Milwaukee. A comeback win on the road. You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Thursday. And yes, the calls last night, an incredible finish. Milwaukee steals that game for Boston. Drew Holiday's defense, incredible down the stretch. And joining us now to talk about the NBA as we get towards a couple game sixes tonight, including one in Philadelphia between the Sixers and the Heat. Alex Christensen joins us. From Brown Bag Bets, Bets US NBA, uh, Ace NBA previews. He's everywhere. He's with us right now on the Roman guest line. Alex, uh, let's start with tonight. We'll kind of work our way with what's left in the playoffs. But tonight in Philadelphia, Heat Sixers. Um, what do you make of this series right now? I mean, it's, it's weird because you can ch- kind of jump in at different moments and say, see, that's the turning point, right? The home team has won every game, and Bede came back game three. Sixers kind of looked their best and won two in a row. But now Lowry goes out. And I thought the Heat looked way better without Kyle Lowry kind of limping his way up and down the court. Uh, what are you feeling in this series? It's been very back and forth through five games. It's In general, this series is the theme of the playoffs. Which team is going to shoot the best every single night? If you start to look at most games, and, and not to call them all aberrant, but from time to time you get a night like Dallas Mavericks the other night. Dorian Finney-Smith goes 8 for 12 from 3, and they just absolutely blow it out. You go back and look at the Sixers series, it, it really comes down to which team is shooting the best. You have the Heat with a couple performances over 50% shooting. The Sixers' big win at home over 54% shooting. In general, I favor Miami. In this series, they're a deeper team. Spolster is a much smarter coach. We've seen him make um, a lot of changes, and I think you make a good point about Kyle Lowry. As good as he is as a leader, and having him on the floor at less than 100% really takes away from what the Heat want to do in terms of defensive concepts, trying to push the ball on offense. I'm very nervous as a Philadelphia 76ers fan, but also as an NBA better about Philadelphia's chances. Joel Embiid has been fantastic, but unless James Harden really plays above the level that we've seen from him over the last couple months, the Sixers are in trouble. They're just outmanned, and when Embiid leaves the floor and it's just Harden out there, things get really ugly. So I don't know if Miami closes it out tonight or in Game 7, but I think the Heat will be advancing. Okay, so uh, Alex, it just kind of big picture on these conference semis that we're watching. In the Wednesday games, in those two series, we've seen a lot of road wins. And in the series going on tonight, Game sixes, game 6, uh, Heat Sixers, Suns Mavs, we've seen the home team win, the home team cover, and all 10 of those matchups. Is there anything there about these specific matchups, about these teams, the way they play at home, or do you think that is a bit more on the random side and teams are expected to play better at home? 
I tend to think maybe it's a little bit more on the random side. You know, I just talked about the shooting in the Philadelphia Miami series. The Sixers specifically play much better at home. Their offensive rating takes, I think, like a four or five point jump there. Phoenix, I know, is a little more comfortable at home. I'm not sure that that's so much of a big deal. Um, you know, in general, actually, I think we'll see a switch tonight. I kind of like both road teams. I think Miami mm-hmm. figured some stuff out in the last game. I think it looks like Lowry's going to stay out and we'll stick to maybe that lineup with those healthier guys. Now, again, Harden could have a great game at home, but Phoenix, especially, that last game looked to me like they kind of figured out what Dallas was doing on defense a little bit, figured out how to manage the physicality. And I don't know, I'm a little inspired by Devin Booker just arbitrarily, I guess, decide to go after Luka Doncic. Well, are there any props that you would like in this game, Alex, Suns at Mavericks? Suns, Mavericks, the Suns specifically, it's been a great series, a little bit for Michael Bridges. Um, he's playing a lot of defense, and his numbers have been really depressed by that, but I've started to see his assist pick up a little bit. I like him there. And then on the road, I think you just you go through the Mavericks and you kind of pick out one of those role players, whether it be Dwight Powell. Again, Dorian Finney-Smith has been great at home. It's always good to look for role players when they're back at home. They're a little more comfortable, and you generally see them play better. So I'll take some Dorian Smith. I'm sorry, Dorian Finney-Smith overs. Give me like the points, rebounds, and assists. I'll lump them all together because he's someone that can really fill up the board. Alex, the series we saw last time we played you in the highlight of it, the the Celtics and the Bucks, an incredible series so far, and one that really has it fallen in line. Like it's kind of – the other ones are kind of easy, right? Home, road, home, road, and we'll see if it changes tonight. You think it might. This one has it. I mean, now the road team has won three games. Now we go back uh, to Milwaukee for game six. First, your your takeaway on what we saw last night, final two minutes of that playoff game, and – would you now say this is the Buck series or are you not willing to do it yet because it's been so back and forth? It has really been back and forth. And I think what you're seeing is just kind of the beauty of two really even teams. Now, coming into the series, I think that Boston probably had a little more firepower. But with some of the Marcus Smart injuries and things like that, it kind of leveled the playing field a little bit and gave Giannis and Milwaukee some time to figure out some adjustments. So it's a very close series. Um, I think that the Bucks probably have it taken care of, but I'm not going to count this Boston team out. I will probably honestly find a way to try to back them in game six, whether it be pregame or doing something like Live there. It's just been a really fantastic series as you go back and look. In the first game, Milwaukee gets the win. And I think a lot of that is kind of the Marcus Smart injury and not just what he takes away from the team. But we've seen this a couple times this postseason already. There's so much planning that goes into these games. It's really tough to adjust when someone gets hurt, especially midstream, and start to make some adjustments. So thanks to some stuff like that, it's been a little more even. But I mean, last night, that's probably the best two minutes of playoff basketball we've seen in a long time. That Jeru Holiday block is probably top 10 all time in terms of blocks. I mean, just tremendous, absolutely wonderful. That's before considering all the Milwaukee Bucks features I told everybody to bet all year. How concerned are you if you're holding Golden State Futures tickets? Very. Not for this, think- for, not for this run. I'm talking forward. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, very. I, I think that the Phoenix Suns are coming. I, I, this Golden State team is very good. I, I've been waiting to try to find spots to bet Phoenix, picking up little bits of them here or there. You know, the other night when that series was tied 2-2, I think they were second favorite to win the championship around 3-1. to I, I just mm-hmm. think that's Phoenix conferences to lose. They have the best team, the deepest team, and I, I just don't really see what Golden State can do outside of, you know, Steph Curry just going outside of himself and winning that series. So if you have some Golden State futures, I think now is the time to start buying some Phoenix Suns numbers. What is your assessment of what happened with the Warriors? Did they just decide, ah, oh, we'll try to just close this thing out at home? It seems like they mailed it in. 
Uh, it was a very, very strange game. And as, I think it's honestly more about Memphis and what they were able to bring as opposed to what Golden State did. Memphis, A, has a very underrated home court advantage. That is a city that really gets behind this team. Everybody remembers those grit and grind teams, but all that energy is still there. I mean, that is just a wild place to be. And they just got kind of punched in the mouth early and never recovered. I mean, giving up 38 points in the first quarter to a John Morantless Grizzlies team cannot feel good. And, uh, I think you're right. Once they got behind, the stadium was was getting loud. It was just all right. Maybe you know we try to get this done at home. <laughs> Alex, what do you make of how well the Grizzlies have played without Ja? I mean, no one's questioning how great of a player Ja is, and and has a very very bright future in the NBA. But this is pretty unique. I mean, they won 18 games during the regular season. They just won a an elimination game without Ja Morant, and they almost won the one before that in Golden State. Is is there something to this? Is it the way he plays and then they, they kind of move the ball better without him? Because usually, I mean, Alex, you know, Joel Embiid at Philadelphia. Joel goes out, the Sixers sink. Ja goes out and the Grizzlies don't. What do you make of it? So there is a little bit of a statistical anomaly here. I would tell everybody to go ahead and look at the on-off ratings for the Grizzlies with John Morant. Now, you got to take into account the fact that he plays against starters. Everybody else generally doesn't. But the Grizzlies have a better net rating when he's off the floor. The offense gets a little bit worse, but the defense really picks up. And I think it speaks to not only what Taylor Jenkins has been able to do on the floor with the clipboard, but what everybody's doing in the front office. You look at this team, it's super deep. I mean, you bring up my 76ers. The problem is when Embiid goes out, we have to start Paul Reed. We have to dust off Paul Millsap and do stuff like that. The Memphis Grizzlies look down the bench. All right, we'll just give it to Jaron Jackson a bunch. Dylan Brooks is fine. Tyus Jones is a great backup. Let's give Desmond Bain a bunch of shots. It's just they did such a good job building that team and growing it that, you know, when John, not that they can't win without John Morant. It's just not as hard as it is for everybody else. I also heard about some of the teams that you expect to move to advance here, uh, make the final four. But what about finals MVP? Are, are there any specific looks? Is there any value still there now that uh, we're heading into the next round? And I, I, I just saw this morning, okay, now we're going to have conference MVPs too? Like, Are, are these markets going to be available? Uh, it's the one thing I'll never underestimate is the ability of sports books to find a way to hang a number. Um, it yeah. <laughs> might be a heavily vigged market. If you take all your break-even probabilities, you might end up somewhere close to 150. But I I'm sure we'll find a market. Finals MVP is a really fun way to look for value on teams that you might not necessarily find and then winning the championship. Now, the tough part about that is you got to pick your players. So you, know, you start with somebody like the Phoenix Suns. Chris Paul is going to get probably all the love and attention from media as kind of a uh, career award, if you will. And that's not to say that he can't come out and put up some spectacular numbers. But Devin Booker, probably more likely to put up uh, some big numbers there. If I, you were lucky enough, I think last week Devin Booker was uh, behind Chris Paul. You could grab some of that. Chris Paul right now, right around plus 550. I think if you feel strongly about either one of those players, that's just as good of a bet as, as the Suns to win the championship. I think it's definitely going to be Booker or Paul. Um, Giannis at plus 425 at this point. That's, I think, a little bit better than the price of the Bucks to win the championship. I think that's probably a nice number if you're looking for some Milwaukee stuff. But I would stay away from, again, people like Steph Curry, people like Jimmy Butler. If you still believe the Boston Celtics are going to pull out the series and do well, Tatum's maybe a nice look. But, yeah, again, look for ways to back, I think, Giannis and then either Chris Paul or Devin Booker as those prices move around. Love it. We talked about some potential props in the late game. What about the heat at Sixers? Any places you might be having your eye on um, props-wise in this one? 
Yeah, it's again, this game is really tough because it's hard for me to figure out what the pace is going to be like. You've had these games be really fast. You've had these games be really slow. But you come back to Philadelphia, you look at some of the supporting players. Tobias Harris has had a fantastic series. I think you look at Tobias Harris' points overs, maybe his three points made over. Uh, He just has been really good, especially at home. I think you kind of start to back him there. And then take a look late, see what the Heat injury report looks like, and try to pick off maybe one of their starters that's filling in for Kyle Lowry. Um, But I think Tobias Harris is probably the best look in terms of overs there. Alex, it's interesting when you look at futures day-to-day in the NBA playoffs. Sometimes you could find some real value because it's just such a swing in opinion after one game. Early in the playoffs, I I think Memphis moved to almost even money to beat the Wolves after they lost game one. I was like, wait a second, they're going to win this series. And now we're kind of seeing it when it comes to Boston. Now this Milwaukee's in in front now, so there's a reason for it. But is there anyone right now, if if you had to jump on a future right now, whether it be NBA Finals, a Finals matchup, where would you go? I I could tell you like the Suns, I think they're the the team to come out of the West. Eastern Conference, right now Milwaukee and Miami are the favorites. They're each up 3-2. Where would you put uh, your money on the Eastern Conference right now based on everything? If I'm looking at futures in the Eastern Conference, I think that you pick the winner of this Bucks celtics series. As good as Miami has been all year, as high as the level the Sixers can reach, I think the winner of this Bucks celtics series is taking the East and going to the finals. So whether that be taking a look at Celtics to win the East plus 380, I think that's a much better look than them just to win the series. Um, you know, you'll get a better number, I think, probably on them to win the series. But we might as well just keep rolling all that stuff forward. Um, it's If they win this series again, I think they move through. They'll be prohibitive favorites against either team there and at the same time if you like the bucks instead of taking them to win the series or even win the east take them to win the finals if, if plus 400 you know that number is pretty much everywhere i think those are the two angles again look at boston to win the east because if they get to the finals i think that is a, a problematic matchup um, for them with phoenix whereas milwaukee's going to go in there with a lot of confidence and they'll be big favorites so worst case you can take that milwaukee number and hedge out a little bit with phoenix as you know, over the years, first quarter, first half bets in specific spots have been very popular, and uh, that edge has pretty much gone away. But it has been hitting. When we look at the uh, NBA playoffs this round, the teams down 0-2, going back home, teams facing elimination, they have come out and look great, like Memphis last night, for example. Uh, Philly tonight as a two, two-and-a-half point spread. For the first quarter, it's minus one, first half minus one. Uh, Phoenix with a chance to close out. They are they are favorites on the road. First quarter, minus a half. First half, minus one. Uh, are, are you betting into these? I'm going to be looking at both of these a little bit more closely. Um, you know, Joe, I think we've talked before about first quarters. They're some of my favorite bets in basketball. It can be a little tough. It's obviously tougher now than it was maybe a few years ago when they were just taking numbers and dividing by two and four. But there's still yeah. a lot of value in those markets. I like the Sixers' first quarter tonight. They've been an especially good fourth quarter team. And if you're looking for kind of some interesting action and you're a same-game parlay guy, put Sixers' first quarter with Miami Heat to win the game. Uh, that's the way this is going to go. I, I find those to be really fun to use that. And again, same game parlays can be a little tough. There's not always the best value there. But if you're looking for a fun way to turn, you know, 10, 25 bucks into a little bigger number, you have some free bets. Take the Heat first quarter, put it with the Sixers full game. I'm sorry, Sixers first quarter, excuse me, and Heat full game there. I think it'll just be a really nice combination. When I look at the Phoenix Dallas series, I, I agree. I maybe lean Dallas in the first quarter, but. Phoenix really seems to have stepped up, and they've been one of the most dominant first quarter teams all year, so I'll probably leave that one aside. We have about a minute left. Uh, What about your Phillies? Are we going to see the Zach Wheeler of old in L.A. tonight? 
<laughs> I don't know. I hope so. It's just nice that the Phillies are scoring runs. I think as someone that's lived in Philadelphia my whole life, I don't know if everybody knows this, the Philadelphia Phillies, our Philadelphia Phillies, were the first franchise in the entire world to lose 10,000 games. And that short <laughs> period in the mid-2000s when we were winning was really the aberrate. That was what was strange. And now we're just kind of back into our comfortable spot. It's just nice seeing them score runs. I like Zach Wheeler <laughs> a lot. And honestly, my mom does. And I just hope for my mom that he does play well tonight. They sort of get better. At least they're scoring runs. And that's what's nice. Yeah, a little belated Mother's Day gift. So that Zach Wheeler gets the Dodgers tonight. <laughs> Al- Alexander, we appreciate you hopping on. Alexander Christian uh, on the Roma Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort of prize of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL. Coming up on the other side, Michael Leboff of the Action Network. We'll talk some hockey right here on the BetQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.